friends. Welcome to the She Impacts Culture podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jen Bennett. And today I am just so excited about this episode. If you've been following me on social media, you know that I recently came back from an amazing trip to Italy where I had the opportunity to explore entrepreneurship in the small rural town of Urbana, Italy. Honestly, this trip was so good for my soul. This academic year, I'm starting a new position at Indiana Wesleyan University as assistant professor of entrepreneurship and endowed faculty in business entrepreneurship. And I'm super excited to see and experience all that God will do. And I'm even more excited to help build an entrepreneurship program that will help students learn grow, and live into their vocational calling as Christ-centered entrepreneurs. I'm truly grateful for this opportunity, and I really can't wait to see all that God will do. As part of this new role, I had the opportunity to go on this trip with other leaders and entrepreneurship educators from a variety of universities. We met with a variety of entrepreneurs who have built the economy of their small town, Urbania, which currently has a population of about 7,000. I got to hear their stories, take part in their craft, and engage with each other on all things rural entrepreneurship. Now, you may be wondering, why did I do this? Why did I take this trip? Was it just to go to Italy? No, here's the thing. Out of 92 counties in Indiana, 72 of them are rural. And the truth of the matter is more and more people are wanting to live and be a part of small towns. Why? Well, they want community. People want to live in areas with community, with many local connections, and where people actually look out for each other. And seriously, I get excited about small towns and what can be. Small towns are becoming more popular ecosystems, and truthfully, rural areas are ripe for entrepreneurial opportunities. I have always loved living in small towns, so this trip was just a natural fit. But here's the thing. As I was on this trip, I was also thinking about you. I was thinking about faith and work, and I was thinking about all of the incredible working Christian women out there who want to impact culture through their work, whether it's entrepreneurship, teaching, cleaning, being a CEO, or leading a nonprofit. Christian women like you who want to do their work with excellence and ultimately live their lives with intention and purpose. So you may be wondering, why is it important to live intentionally? Well, friends, the research speaks for itself. These are just three examples, but the research is all over the place. I recently read from a research scientist where it says there have been a number of studies suggesting that a higher sense of purpose in life is associated with reduced risk of early death. That that's big, friends. Like, if you have a higher sense of purpose in life, you may end up living a bit longer. I don't know about you, but I think I'd like to live a bit longer. 
individuals who have a strong sense of purpose and meaning in life tend to have better mental health, overall well-being, and cognitive functioning compared to those who lack a sense of purpose. That, again, is huge. You guys know we live in a world right now where mental health is off the charts. We are struggling with our mental health. But yet, those who have a strong sense of purpose and meaning in life tend to have better mental health. And then lastly, feelings of loneliness were less common in people who reported a purposeful life regardless of their age. So again, why is this important? Well, because when you know your purpose and when you are living with intention and you know the things that you are doing are impacting culture, you are going to have a better life. Now, when I say that, I'm not saying that you will not experience hardships. You're not going to experience grief or hurt. We know that's a part of living in life. We're going to encounter those things. But if you know your purpose and if you are living life with intention, you are going to have possibly a longer life. You're going to have better mental health, overall well-being, and feelings of loneliness are going to be less common. And again, I've talked about this before on the podcast, but specifically the United States, we are in an epidemic of loneliness. So being intentional requires you to be deliberate. Here's the thing. If you don't ever take the time to think through these very specific points and questions that I'll be sharing here with you in a little bit, you'll find yourself just getting through the days and going through life without really living it. And before you know it, the days and years have passed by and you'll be left wondering where your God-ordained life went. So what does it mean to live with intention? Well, it means that you are purposefully choosing to pursue the life that God has called you to. You are building a life around your core values and beliefs, and you are living on purpose. But here's the thing again, to do this, you have to be deliberate in what you choose to do and be a part of. And friends, this is why I'm so passionate about this topic and why I've created this very specific podcast episode and handout for you. So if you look in the show notes, you're going to find that I've created a specific handout for you that you can download and follow along with as you go through this episode. And then also that you can go back to after you're done listening to this episode. That handout is going to have some very specific questions that I really want you to take the time to work through. Those questions are going to help you be deliberate about thinking through your life and thinking through how you can live with intention and with purpose. And so, friends, if you're tired of just going through the motions every day, And if you're tired of just getting by, then I want to encourage you, you are in the right place. If you're ready to live a life of intention and purpose, and if you desire to impact culture through your work and make a difference in your community, then let's do it. There is no better time to do this than now. And so today I want to share with you my five top takeaways from my trip. 
And quite honestly, these five top takeaways I've also seen weaved throughout my life in the last two decades where I've intentionally crafted my journey, choosing spaces, places, roles, and opportunities based on purpose, not material gain or societal expectations. And so friends, I pray that this episode and the handout will help you live a life filled with intention and purpose. So let's dig in. Takeaway number one, embrace the spirit of exploration and learning. Friends, never stop exploring and learning in life and work. If you want to do your work with excellence, if you want to impact culture through your work, be open to exploring and learning. And here's the beautiful thing. You don't have to travel internationally to explore and learn. You can explore and learn right where God has planted you. I want to encourage you, become a tourist in your community. Visit the places in your city, your community that you haven't been to yet. You know, I often hear from people that when you live in a certain place, you don't have the time to explore because you are so busy with life, work, commitments, et cetera. You know, I totally get that. Life can get super busy, but friends, this should not be the case. We should be making time to embrace the spirit of exploration and learning. Get out and explore your community and learn from it. And here's the thing, learn something new. Don't be afraid to take that class. Make time for that seminar. You see, learning keeps our minds active and learning allows us to see more of God in a variety of fields, skills, and industries. Who knows? There might be something within you that you don't even know you're interested in until you actually allow yourself to step out and learn something new. One of my biggest takeaways from my trip to Italy was that a full and successful life can be lived at a simpler and slower pace. Sometimes I think we have it all wrong here in the U.S. What I saw in Italy were entrepreneurs living a full and successful life at a simpler and slower pace. They took the time to explore their community and to get to know others, and they were not wrapped up in a specific definition of what success should look like. They each had their own definitions of success and they were content with that. And so friends, I really want to encourage you, embrace the spirit of exploration and learning. Now, here are three questions to ponder and you'll find this on the handout. Number one, how do you currently embrace the spirit of exploration and learning in your life and work? Two, how will you balance the demands of life, work, and commitments with making time for exploration and learning? Be specific. And number three, are there any aspects of your life or work where you feel the need to slow down and embrace a simpler approach? How do you plan to make that shift? So takeaway number one, embrace the spirit of exploration and learning. Takeaway number two, Thrive where you're planted. Friends, we've talked about this before, but I can't emphasize it enough because this has constantly been on my mind for months now. Thrive where you're planted. You see, when I was in Italy, the people there were choosing to thrive where they were planted. 
They were not spending time wishing they were someplace else. Here in the U.S., the reality is we are a very mobile country in culture. We tend to fall for and believe that the grass is greener over there. But here's what I've learned. So many times we end up missing out on what God wants to do in and through us because A, we are wishing we were someplace else, or B, we don't give God the time to work in us before we pack our bags and move on to the next destination. Think of it this way. You move to a new area, new home, new job, et cetera, but you never fully unpack all of your bags and boxes because in your mind, you're only going to be there for a little bit. The problem with this is that you never experience stability. Your mind and body can never settle. And friends, this is not how it's supposed to be. And I'm really hoping I'm not stepping on any toes there because I'm sure some of you are like, "Um, yeah, I still have some boxes I haven't unpacked. It's okay. God can work through that. Jeremiah 29, 5 through 6 says, build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. I love this. Build houses and settle down. Again, we can get so caught up in looking to see what our next destination is that we never end up thriving right where God has planted us. And let me emphasize this. I'm not against moving or changing jobs. Goodness, if you know me, you know I've done this. But I want to caution against moving or changing jobs solely for the reason that we think life will be better over there. Friends, I've never moved or changed jobs because of that. Instead, I only move or change jobs if God calls me to and directs me to. You see, God has a purpose for placing you where you are, and you can do good right where you are in your work and community. Don't look at your current job, city, and community as just a stopping place to somewhere or someplace better. Give God the opportunity to work within you right where you are. Even though it may not seem like it, God is in your job. He's in your home, your city, your community. Choose today to believe that God can meet you right where you are. I want you to know that there is a reason that God has you where you are, even if you don't like it, even if you feel a little bit lost, and even if you're ready to run and go someplace else, whether that's a new job or a new community. Friends, don't miss out on what God wants to show you and how he wants to grow you right where you are right now. Here are three questions to consider. Number one, do you believe that you are currently where God has placed you for a specific purpose? Why or why not? What do you think God may be trying to teach you or reveal to you through your present circumstances and surroundings? And number three, are there any specific actions or changes you can make in your attitude or approach to fully appreciate and make the most of your current situation? So friends, we've gone through two key steps. Number one, embrace the spirit of exploration and learning. And number two, thrive where you're planted. 
Key step number three is be authentic and pursue your individual calling. Friends, embrace your unique vocational calling and stop trying to imitate the path of others. I loved seeing this in action in Italy. These entrepreneurs were not trying to be like anyone else. They were not trying to fashion their business like those of others. No, they were actually very clear in what they were called to do, and they did it. They were focused on their lane, not looking to the right or to the left to see what everyone else was doing. They did their thing, and they supported others who who were doing their thing. Now, if you've ever heard me speak anywhere, you know that I love sharing the photo of Michael Phelps and Chad LeClo. It was 2016. Phelps and Chad LeClo were competing against each other in the Olympics, and it was during the 200-meter butterfly that Chad LeClo was caught looking over at Phelps. And before we know it, Phelps took home the victory. LeClo lost his focus, and it has been said that that one distraction cost him the gold medal. Here's the thing, friends. There are diverse ways to live out your vocational calling. You don't have to follow the path of anyone else. As long as you keep looking to see what someone else is doing and how they are doing it so that you can do it just like them, you will miss out on the unique ways that God wants to use you to impact culture. Your gifts, skills, and talents were given to you by the creator of the universe. He has given them to you to use in unique, specific ways. And I want to encourage you to dig into that. Don't look to the right or to the left to see what everybody else is doing. Instead, look straight ahead, look up, focus on God, and He will show you that unique work that he has called you to. All right, here are the questions I want you to consider. Have you ever found yourself trying to imitate someone else's path or career calling? How did that make you feel and what motivated you to do so? Reflect on a time when you embraced your unique calling and felt a strong sense of purpose in your work or actions. How did that experience differ from times when you were trying to follow others. And lastly, what are some of the gifts, skills, and talents that you believe were uniquely given to you by your creator? How do you currently utilize these attributes in your daily life? All right, step number four, expand your horizons and cultivate a global perspective. All right, friends, can I be honest with you? If I'm not careful, I can allow fear to keep me from doing and seeing the things that I want to see and doing the things that God wants me to do. I told myself years ago that I would not allow fear to stop me from living a full life that is centered around God's plan for my life. I don't want to be on my deathbed regretting not doing the things I was supposed to do and be a part of due to fear. And so friends, step out of your comfort zone and explore the world beyond your familiar surroundings. Dive into experiential learning. After you've taken the time to explore your community and thrive where you're planted, get out and see the rest of the world too. You will learn so much. 
You see, one of my biggest reminders is that there is a big world out there, and it's not just about us in the United States. We can get so caught up in our U.S. bubble that we fail to realize that there is a world out there that God loves, a world that is filled with people who live differently than we do. And guess what? God loves them too. You see, friends, international experiences can lead to new insights and personal growth. I think I've been on like three or four international trips, and every single time I learn something new, I grow in new ways. And here's the thing, I'm going to be bold here and say, stop saying things like, I don't have the money, I don't have the time, I'm too scared to get on a plane, I can't leave my family, how will they survive without me? Friends, we've got to stop saying things like that. And instead, we just have to do it. We have to stop letting the enemy keep us from growing and learning and experiencing and seeing the things that God wants us to see and experience because it's in those moments that we're like, oh my gosh, God shared this with me. And again, I'm not just saying that you have to travel internationally to have God speak to you. No, not at all. But when you can get out of your familiar surroundings, there is something incredible about that. And so I want to encourage you, expand your horizons and cultivate a global perspective. Here are your questions. Number one, What are some specific things you desire to see and experience in life that you haven't pursued yet due to fear or other reasons? How might you overcome those barriers? Number two, have you ever taken a leap of faith and stepped out of your comfort zone to explore a new place or engage in experiential learning? If so, what was the outcome and how did it impact your perspective? And number three, In what ways can you cultivate a global perspective in your daily life, even if you're not able to travel internationally at the moment? So, so far, friends, we've gone through four of the five steps to living with intention and purpose. Number one, embrace the spirit of exploration and learning. Number two, thrive where you're planted. Number three, be authentic and pursue your individual calling. Number four, expand your horizons and cultivate a global perspective. And finally, number five, solve problems and serve gaps in the market. You see, when it comes to entrepreneurship, successful entrepreneurs focus on solving problems and or serving specific needs. Friends, if you want to impact culture through your work, what problems do you see? Where are there gaps in the market? If you want to impact culture in your community, what problems do you see? Where are there gaps in your community? One of the beautiful things about entrepreneurship education is that it helps students see and recognize opportunities, problems, and gaps in the market. And quite honestly, this is quite critical to success in entrepreneurship. But here's the thing. It's also so critical to our ability to impact culture through our work. So how do you do this? Well, you become curious. And I've talked about this before, too. I'm a big advocate of curiosity. You become curious about the people you work with and the people you live with in community. Every step that I've shared, embrace the spirit of exploration and learning, thrive where you're planted, be authentic and know your individual calling, expand your horizons and cultivate a global perspective and solve problems and serve gaps in the market. 
every single one of those steps is all about curiosity. That's how you become curious. And here's the thing. The more you become curious, the more you will live with intention and purpose and ultimately impact culture. And so see the problems that are out there. What problems do you see? Where are there gaps in the market? How can you impact culture based on those problems and gaps? All right, here are your three questions. In your current work or industry, what problems or challenges do you observe that need to be addressed? How do these issues impact individuals or society as a whole? And then do you believe you have the skills or passion to address these problems and challenges? Why or why not? And finally, what steps can you take right now to begin exploring and addressing the problems or gaps that you've identified, even if on a small scale or as a side project? Friends, in closing, here's what I want you to think about. I don't want this to come off as dark and depressing, but I think it's something we need to think through and ask ourselves. Imagine yourself on your deathbed looking back at your life. What experiences or opportunities for growth would you regret not pursuing? How can you use that as motivation to step out in faith and explore the world beyond your comfort zone? I really want you to take the time to think through that. And I really want you to take the time, if you haven't already, to download the handout and work through those questions because working through those questions is going to help bring you clarity. If you want to live with intention and purpose, well, embrace the spirit of exploration and learning. Thrive where you're planted. Be authentic and pursue your individual calling. Expand your horizons and cultivate a global perspective and solve problems and serve gaps in the market. Now, this goes without saying all of these steps, these five steps are all wrapped up in the calling that God has placed on your life. It's all wrapped up in having that intimate relationship with Jesus. It's all wrapped up in knowing Jesus and pursuing him and running everything by him. That's a given. Like, Make sure that you are spending time with God on a regular basis. Make sure that you are pursuing his heart in everything that you do in life and work. And as you do that, go. Go embrace the spirit of exploration and learning. Go thrive where you're planted. Be authentic and pursue your individual calling. Don't try to be like someone else. Expand your horizons and cultivate a global perspective and then solve problems and serve gaps in the market. You see, as Christian working women seeking to impact culture through our faith and leadership, we need to take advantage of each day that God has given us. Psalm 39, 4 says, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered, how fleeting my life is. Friends, let's take every opportunity that we have been given to live a full life where we are growing and learning so that we can ultimately impact culture for Christ. Remember, you are in your place and position for such a time as this. Let's live life fully. Friends, thank you so much for listening to the She Impacts Culture podcast. 
I know how busy life gets. So the fact that you have faithfully chosen to spend a portion of your time with me means so much and something I don't take for granted. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the She Impacts Culture podcast, the best way to do this is to share it with your friends, your community on social media. Also, to keep up to date with all the happenings, I'd love to have you follow me on Instagram at Dr. Jen Bennett. Thank you again for your support. May God richly bless you as you impact culture through your influence and leadership for his kingdom. <laughs>